Welcome back to Torah Mecha Nachiyomi with the OU Women's Initiative. My name is Mrs. Micha Horowitz, and today we will continue our study of Sefer Tehillim. We are up to Parak Chav Ches, chapter 28. It's not a particularly long parak, only nine psukim long. By way of introduction, the Steinzeltz Ktuvim tells us, this is a psalm that begins as a prayer for God's help and concludes with the psalmist's expression of gratitude for his salvation. Parak Chav Ches, Pasuk Aleph, David. To David, Elacha Hashem Ekra, to you God I call out, Suri, you are my rock, Al Techarash Mimeni, do not be deaf to me. So, in other words, someone who's deaf can't hear. The psalmist is saying, God, do not be deaf to me. It's as if you would not hear my prayers. Pantechasha Mimeni, if you are silent from me, Vinim Shalti, Imyar Devar, I will be like those who are descending into the pit, into the Sha'al. It's a plea to Hashem to listen, to hearken, to turn his ear and not be deaf and not be silent. Again, Pasuk Bey's recurring theme, Shema kol tachanunai b'shavi elach, I hear the voice of my entreaty when I call out to you. Sha'ava is a kind of prayer that is hysterical outcry. B'nasi yadai al devir kachach, when I raise my hands, be your holy temple. The devir, if anyone remembers, we spoke about it in Divrehayam and Bet. The last Nachiomi um, cycle, the Rabbi Zevlev points out that the Kodesh Kadashim, the Holy of Holies, is called the Devir from the word Diber, the Daber, Dalid, Bet, Resh, because from there God's voice, God's word emanates to the whole world. If you remember that from Nachiomi cycle one, Divrayam and Bet, give yourself, uh, I don't know if it's 10 extra points or 100 extra points, a bill call kavad to you. So here King David says, listen to the voice of my entreaty when I, uh, with my shava, my hysterical outcry, when I cry out to you, when I lift my hands to your holy temple. Altim shecheni, Pasuk Gimel now, altim shecheni, Imrashayim, don't drag me away with the wicked, with the wicked, and with those who are sinful. Dovrei shalom imre'ehem. What is so wicked about the wicked? They speak peace with their friends. This is the most corrupt kind of wickedness. When they appear, a wicked person appears to be at peace with others. When he speaks words of peace to his friends, but really, the uh, Gemara tells us about the Aaron Kodesh, talking about the Kodesh HaKadashim, the holy ark that resided in the Holy of Holies. It was a gold box on the outside, then a wooden box, and then another gold box. Three boxes, gold, wood, gold. So the Gemara Kasha, why does it need to be gold on the outside and the inside? No one sees the inside. You only see the outside. Why does it need to be? It's like bathtub stacking, means lahavda of a young child gold then wood nestings nesting rings then gold so why so the Gemara says call Tamil Chacham Shein Tochu Kavaro Ain Tamil Chacham any Torah skull whose inside is not like his outside is not a Torah skull person needs to be consistent in life a person needs to be echad b'pev, echad b'leif. I was one of the milos of the shvatim, even though they hated Yosef, their true feelings were their true feelings. So So here, you have an epitome of wickedness. Someone who speaks peace, who speaks amicably to their friends, but really, there is wickedness in their hearts. Certainly not a person who is tocho kavar. His inside is not like his outside. And King David says to such wicked people, pay them back according to their work. Treat them as they are, Hashem. And according to their wicked deeds, like the work of their hands, give them. Pay them back what they deserve. Why should it be Rasha Vitovlo in this world? The Rebosha Olam, as they behave with others, as they behave with you, with wickedness, with a false sense of. Um, 
peace on the external self. Pay them back for who they really are. Pasuk hey, Kilo Yavinu El Pulos Hashem Ve'el Maase Yadav Yeherseim Velo Yivneim. Do not regard the work. They they do not regard. They do not understand the working of Hashem. They do not pay attention to the deeds of His hands, and Hashem will tear them down and not build them up. Interesting comment from the Steinzeltz Ketuvim: The wicked do not understand God is actively involved in this world. They would prefer not to think about the matter. In this way, they're able to continue engaging in wrongdoing and in sin. So when a person denies the MS, when a person denies that there is the Ribbon Hashem, it's quite convenient to continue sinning because if there's no God who's involved in this world, I'm not, encounter, I'm not answerable to a higher being. So why do I have to uh, be better? Why do I have to be good? Why do I have to be moral? Why do I have to follow Torah? They don't understand the workings of God. Not that we understand the workings of God either. But they want to deny any divine intervention into this world. They, don't want to, they say that Hashem does not have a hand in this world. And then King David says, Once again, a reference to Hashem. A plea that God should hear and answer and hearken his prayers. Blessed is God who heard the voice of my entreaty and supplication. Hashem is my strength and my shield. I would say for the past week at least, the, uh, the Indian of Bitachon has come up in every capital that we have studied. Hashem Uzi Umagini. Hashem is my strength and my shield. In Him, my heart trusts. I want to quote Rav Shamsher Fal Hirsch. Actually, I didn't finish the Pashak Pashuk Zion. Let's just finish Pashuk Zion. The Ezrati Hashem helps me. My heart will exalt. With song. I will praise and thank God. I want to quote of Shamsher Fal Hirsch to Tehillim Amsukim Vav through Zayim. Baruch Hashem ki shama kol tachanunai. Blessed is Hashem, for he has heard the voice of my supplication. Says Rav Hirsch, King David feels his prayer has already been heard because he has been helped to understand that the attitudes held by his foes, his enemy towards God and his law, are quite different from those which he has always cherished. King David derives renewed conf- derives renewed confidence from the realization that Hashem is on his side and God approves of his endeavors. This gives him new confidence. Therefore, he realizes anyone who harbors hostility against him, King David, must of necessity be an enemy of God. And therefore, God will oppose the will of any such foe. David knows further that his life and his endeavors have a special place within the pattern of principles defended. And protected by God. King David lives according to principles that are defended and protected by God. And those are his endeavors. And he feels this awareness alone has already brought him the help for which he has yearned. And thus he's inspired to sing a joyous hymn in praise of God. And of the renewed manifestation of his greatness. It is a song such as this. It is an outpouring of trust in Hashem in the midst of the direst peril. That pays the perfect tribute to understanding and knowledge of God. Listen again. It is a song such as this, a song of joyous praise of God, a manifestation of his greatness. It is an outpouring of trust in Hashem, quote, in the midst of the direst peril, even when a Jew is in the midst of dire peril, he can still pay tribute to the understanding and knowledge of God. This reminds me very much of an excerpt from a piece by Rabbi Salvechik, Rabbi Joseph B. Salvechik, the Rav Zatzal. Rav Shamsha Falash is saying is a Jew has to always be able to say, Baruch Hashem, Kishama Kol Tachanunai. Blessed is Hashem, Pasukvav. He has heard the voice of my supplication. Even when we're facing foes and enemies, the Yates are Hara, the enemies externally, 
those who speak with peace in their mouths, but really are foes in their hearts. So as Rav Hirsch, he is thus inspired to sing a joyous hymn in praise of God and of the renewed manifestation of his greatness. It is a song such as this, an outpouring of trust in God in the midst of the direst peril that pays the perfect tribute to the understanding and knowledge of God. That's Rabbi Joseph B. Salvechik, the Rav Zatzar. This is a quote from Machsor Masoros Rav Liam Kipper. A Jewish doctor, a Jewish doctor, an atheist, wrote a memoir of his experiences as an inmate in a concentration camp in Latvia. The daily schedule required the inmates to wake up at 4:30 in the morning to perform to perform backbreaking work for 14 hours daily in sub-zero temperatures, wearing threadbare clothing. The work itself was useless. The routine was designed merely to exhaust the inmates. Many left for work, never to return. Those who did survive each exhausting day of slave labor were forced to stand in line at the gate upon their return to the concentration camp, where doctors at the entrance examined them. Those deemed too unhealthy to continue working were sent to the gas chambers and crematoria. One can only imagine the thoughts that went through the minds of those who passed this daily inspection having averted a death sentence to merit yet another day of grueling labor. And yet in his memoir, this Jewish doctor, this atheist, wrote of a group of yeshiva students, along with their Rosh Hashiva. They were followers of the Musser school of Navardak. They were imprisoned in the concentration camp along with him. At night, upon return to the barracks, these yeshiva students would sit on the floor with the Rosh Hashiva and they would recite Tehillim, Kapitol Kuflamid. Hashem, a song of ascents from the depths. I call out to Hashem. Hashem Shema Bakoli, a recurring theme in Tehillim, including an R Parak, Pasuchav Chas. Hashem, hear my voice. Let your ear pay attention to all my entreaties and supplication. Witnessing this scene, the doctor wrote he would have given up his very life to have the faith to recite Tehillim under such circumstances. The uniqueness of the Jew, concludes the Rav, is the ability to perceive God's presence even in terrible conditions. You should always be zochah to perceive God's presence in joyous conditions. That's what Rav Hirsch says. He's inspired to sing a joyous hymn in praise of God. It is a song such as this, an outpouring of trust in God in the midst of the direst peril that pays a perfect tribute to the understanding and knowledge of God. Going back to the capital, that was on Pesukim Vav through Zion. Pasuches, Hashem owes Lamo. Hashem is a strength to them. Uma owes Yeshua's Meshichohu. He is a stronghold, a salvation for his anointed one. And now we come to Pasuk Tes. Hoshia asamecho, uvarich asnacho, secha, uruin vinasem arom. Very famous. This Pasuk was made particularly famous by the late and great Rabbi Dr. Abram J. Tversky, Zichon of the Vrachu, composed a very beautiful song um, on this uh, Pasuk, which I'm not going to sing. Two reasons. One, I don't have the best singing voice. And two, there may be men listening to this recording. If you're not familiar with it, maybe Google it. It's beautiful. Hoshia asamecho, uvarich asnacho, secha, uruin vinasem arom. King David concludes, I save your nation. And bless your inheritance and lift them up on high forevermore. What is the connection to daily tefillah? This, well, not daily tefillah, but weekly, uh, well, daily actually, hodu. 
In the whole Dutfila, you either recite it in Shachas before or after the Baruch Shamer, depending on your Nusach Ashkenaz or Sfard. So in Hodu, this is one of the Psukim towards the end. You know, Hodu Lashem Kir Vishimo Hodu Bamim Alilosav. Towards the end, if you look in your Siddur, you will see about eight, six to eight Psukim before the end. We say, Hoshia Samechal, Uvarachas Nachaserucha, Uwein Vinasim Ad Ha'olam. I just want to quote Rav Shamsher Fowl Hirsch's conclusion to this capital on Pasuk Tas. As we have already noted in the beginning of this psalm, David's trust in God is strengthened because he is aware of his own exalted position in the midst of the Jewish nation. King David knows the welfare of his people is closely knit with his own welfare and that therefore he too will have a part in the help, guidance, and exaltation which is sure to come to his people. A, a statement of trust, a statement of bitachon, a statement of amunah, Hashem will save us. Hashem will bless his inheritance. He will lift us up and raise us up on high forevermore. And King David knows his destiny is tied to the destiny of Am Yisrael. And it's true of every single Jew. We're all guarantors for each other. And therefore King David knows the welfare of his people, Am Yisrael, is closely knit with his own welfare. And he too will have a part in the help, guidance, and exaltation which is sure to come to the nation of God. Thank you for learning with me. I wish you a wonderful day. And I look forward to continuing our learning tomorrow. Kol Tov and thank you to all.